Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 8 of Revelation chapter 6. And we're continuing to take a look into Ezekiel 14 and God's four sore judgments that he describes there. Now, um, at this point of looking into that chapter and in the passage from Ezekiel 14, verses 12 through 20, we're, we're looking specifically at God's statement concerning sons and daughters. In verse 16, it says, Though these three men were in it, as I live, saith the Lord Jehovah, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters. They only shall be delivered, but the land shall be desolate. And again, in verse 18, though these three men were in it, as I live, saith the Lord Jehovah, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters, but they only shall be delivered themselves. And a third time, God again speaks of sons and daughters in verse 20, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, saith the Lord Jehovah, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. They shall but deliver their own souls by their righteousness. Now we've thought about this uh, some in the last study or two, and we uh, realize that you cannot find a more faithful man than Noah, Daniel, and Job. And also, these men were very concerned, Noah and Job were, for their children. And God says that Noah through preparing the ark, it it was used to bring salvation to his household, to his children, to his sons and and their wives. And Job would offer sacrifice constantly for the sake of his children before they were killed. And yet God is saying here, when he brings judgment upon the earth, when it is time to unleash his four sore judgments that even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were in the earth during the day of judgment and they uh, are really representative of God's elect, they're true believers. And even if they were in the world during the time of judgment day and it so happens that we're presently living during judgment day and God's elect are in the earth. And therefore this passage is very specifically addressed to us living today. If the most faithful of men were alive in the day of God's wrath, they cannot deliver son nor daughter. They cannot deliver anyone. And yet we would think if they could deliver someone, it would certainly be their own children because they would have uh, certain controls in their house. They they could uh, make sure that they read the scriptures to their children. They could make sure that uh, there was a good deal of prayer for them. They could make sure that they were instructing them in the way of righteousness in a proper way. And and yet, no, God says, 
no matter what they were to do, could not deliver son or daughter. And, you know, um, God speaks of parents delivering their children in Proverbs chapter 23. In Proverbs 23, it says in verses 13 and 14, Withhold not correction from the child. For if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. This is one of the encouraging verses that the Lord has given for parents. He has told parents, raise your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord and make sure that you bring the word of God to discipline them. Yes, um, you you can spank them and correct them in that way, but make sure above all that you discipline them with the word. And God here is is offering some hope to the father and to the mother. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. And God's word is at times likened to a rod and the word of God is what delivers a sinner from hell, if it be God's will, if he is one of God's elect. And yet that is no longer the case in the day of judgment. God will have judgment without mercy. There is no more salvation is basically what the passage in Ezekiel 14 is uh, emphasizing and re-emphasizing as God says the same thing again and again that if Noah, Daniel, and Job were in the land, in the earth at the time when the the judgment of God was being poured out at the time of punishment for the unsaved of the world they cannot deliver neither son nor daughter. And if they cannot deliver their own children in their own household, then we can be sure that no one can be delivered. And, uh, you know, the Proverbs also says in chapter 14, in verse 25, a true witness delivereth souls, but a deceitful witness speaketh lies. And these men are true witnesses. Um, they're, they're not deceitful witnesses. They're very faithful, very true to the word of God. You, you cannot find truer witnesses than these individuals, Noah, Daniel, and Job. And a true witness will deliver souls during the day of salvation, but it will not be able to deliver souls once the day of salvation has ended and the day of judgment has begun. It 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 is no longer possible. And and this is the the grievous the grievous thing that God uh would have us to understand and and to realize that this is his judgment. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's probably the most difficult thing for us is, is the matter of children. What of children that are born after May 21 or, 
were actually conceived and and then born after May 21. There, it is possible for a child to have been conceived prior to May 21, even May 20th, and and then be born up to nine months thereafter, and even that could could extend into early part of 2012. And it's possible that a child could have been saved while um, conceived or or early in development before God shut the door on May 21, 2011. But what of children uh, by this time were over two years after that point? What of children conceived and born afterwards? Well, it, it it's just it's tragic. There there's no escaping that. There, there's no way of making it any less uh, sorrowful, any less grievous, any less tragic than it is. This is a very hard thing that God has ended his salvation for this world, that he has shut the door to heaven. And, and uh, Ezekiel 14's passage is letting us know that even true believers... That even the most faithful of believers can find themselves in a situation in the earth, in the world, at a time when four sore judgments are occurring. And it's no fault of theirs. It is just the time. It is the, the season uh, for reaping and not sowing any longer. It is the time when the door is shut and the light of the gospel is out. And the these are evil days. It is an evil day of judgment. And, and even the presence of true believers in the world or in their own household cannot bring about the salvation of anyone. Uh, you know, um, God likens true believers to silver and gold in several places. It's a type and a figure that God uses. He says, for instance, in Zechariah 13, in verse 8, And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith Jehovah, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call my name, and I will hear them. I will say, it is my people. And they shall say, Jehovah is my God. See here, the third part is likened to silver and gold tried in the fire. And that's exactly what God is doing now, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, there, the, there comes the day, it's the day of judgment, that will reveal uh, what has been built upon the foundation of Christ. Whether gold, silver, precious stones, which is uh, uh, picturing true believers, or wood, hay, stubble, picturing those who are professed believers but not truly born again. And the fire of judgment day will reveal which is which. And and so God likens believers to gold and silver. Well, 
then we read an uh, interesting statement of the Lord in Zephaniah chapter 1. And Zephaniah 1 is one of the more intense chapters detailing the day of judgment that uh, we could find in the Bible. If, for instance, verse 14, the great day of Jehovah is near, it is near and hasteth greatly even the voice of the day of Jehovah. The mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of the trumpet and alarm against the fenced cities and against the high towers. And I will bring distress upon men that they shall walk like blind men because they have sinned against Jehovah. And their blood shall be poured out as dust, and their flesh as the dung. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of Jehovah's wrath. Now, we, of course, um, don't understand that until we look for the spiritual meaning. Gold and silver, according to Zechariah 13, verses 8 and 9, and 1 Corinthians 3, represent true believers. And in uh, Ezekiel 14, it is true believers, Noah, Daniel, and Job, that are unable to deliver even son or daughter in the day of wrath. And in Zephaniah 1, in a uh, intense and clear description of the wrath of God, in the day of judgment, God suddenly makes a statement that neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of Jehovah's wrath. And what is he saying? Well, is he saying that uh, men's wealth will not be able to deliver them out of his hand? Why, of course, there there, there could be an element of that. Uh, not that anyone would actually think that they could buy their way uh, out from under the wrath of God in the day of judgment with with some gold or silver some literal gold or silver no that that's it, it has a, a little application but the underlying spiritual meaning the deeper the more important spiritual meaning is God is telling us as some people uh, say today, it, it's amazing how some people specifically, very specifically say this very thing. It cannot be Judgment Day. May 21, 2011 could not have begun the Day of Judgment. It cannot be a spiritual judgment. God could not have shut the door and ended his salvation plan. Why not? Because, they say, true believers are still here in the world. We are here, and that means Christ is here, and therefore he is still shining light. Well, uh, I'm afraid uh, that those people, uh, maybe they're well-meaning, I don't know, but those people have certainly not read Ezekiel 14, where you you have Noah, Daniel, and Job in the land, in the earth. And 
the presence of Noah, Daniel, and Job did nothing to hold back the wrath of God, to prevent the wrath of God from falling. It did nothing. The the presence of Noah in the world and his family did not hold back the wrath of God in, in uh, bringing the deluge upon the world and destroying the world with a flood. The presence of true believers within the congregations, within the churches, did not prevent God from removing the candlestick, the light of his presence, and departing out of the midst of the churches and congregations and shutting the door upon all of the churches all over the earth in the the Great Tribulation period. The presence of believers never prevents God from carrying out his plans. Uh, he uh, will take precautions for their safety. He'll make sure that Noah and family are safe and secure inside the ark before he uh, brings the flood. He'll make sure that Lot reaches Zoar, the righteous one, righteous Lot, before he rains down fire and brimstone and destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. He'll make sure that all the first fruits, uh, those to be saved during the church age, were saved before he ends the church age. And he'll make sure that the latter rain uh, accomplishes its purpose and a great multitude of sinners is saved out of great tribulation before he finally shuts the door to heaven forevermore and ends his salvation program. Yes, God will make sure, as we read in Matthew chapter 25 with the five wise virgins, that they enter safely into the chamber and then he shuts the door, and and God has done that. He has guaranteed the eternal safety of everyone whose name was recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life before he went ahead and now is bringing judgment on the unsaved inhabitants of the earth. And the fact that true believers are living on the earth in the day of judgment, that gold and silver is here, spiritually speaking. Yes, gold and silver is still um, here in the world, and so the world can say that we have with us gold and silver. Yet God says, neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of Jehovah's wrath. It, it is a a very, very flimsy thing for someone to hold upon that, well, I'm going to trust it's not Judgment Day because uh, there's true believers. No, no, no. If if Noah, Daniel, and Job could not even deliver their own children, if they could not uh, stay the the anger of God against even their own house, well, what true believer today can measure up to those three individuals? No, the, the presence of true believers means nothing. It's the presence of Christ that's important. It's God's program. 
an end time judgment plan that's important. It's not uh, whether or not believers are here and living in the earth, uh, just as believers were in the churches. And God, while the true believers were in the churches, removed the light of the candlestick and true believers continued attending the church even after that point when God himself had removed his spirit and Satan had entered in and and God's people weren't even aware of it for a period of time until the Lord opened up our understanding and and it it had our our presence within the congregation uh, did not hold that back at all well let's just look at one more place well uh two more actually Ezekiel chapter 9 because we we keep mentioning how the cup of the wrath of God first given to the churches and congregations is the same cup that is given to the world now notice what God says regarding his judgment here on the place that is called by his name and which in turn would point to the church the new testament church and and congregation in ezekiel 9 verse 5 and to the others he said in mine hearing go ye after him through the city and smite let not your eye spare neither have ye pity slay utterly old and young both maids and little children and women but come not near any man upon whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. Then they began at the ancient men which were before the house. This is the Old Testament companion verse to First Peter 4.17. Judgment begins at the house of God. And notice that God's judgment upon those within the churches is upon all of the people. It is the old and young, maids and little children, and women, and of course men. God's judgment is upon them all. And when God removed the light of the gospel back in uh, 1988, the day before Pentecost, he removed the possibility of salvation from the church. And yet for the 23-year a great tribulation period, the 23-year judgment upon them. There were there were families going to church all over the world, and and there were children born into these families within these congregations, and some children they they never uh, knew anything but the church. They were born in as a member of a family within a church, and Maybe they were born in 1990 or 1995 and their family continued to go to church all the way up until May 21, 2011. They never spent a day outside of the church. Well, what of them? Well, God says here, slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children. Yes, he brought judgment upon all within the churches and congregations, all to billion about including men women old young and little children and children of all ages it is the judgment of god god is judging sin 
and the judgment process began at the house of God, and it has transitioned now to the world. And God describes the judgment upon the world in Isaiah chapter 13, where uh, he says, for instance, in verse 11, And I will punish the world for their evil, and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. And then he goes on in, in this context, which is without question, the context of punishing the world, which happens on the day of judgment. And then he says in verse 16, their children also shall be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses shall be spoiled and their wives ravished. Behold, I will stir up the meads against them, which shall not regard silver, and as for gold, they shall not delight in it. Their bows also shall dash the young men to pieces, and they shall have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eyes shall not spare children. Notice again the meads. Why the meads? Uh, Well, Isaiah 13 is describing the burden of Babylon as Babylon represents the world, the kingdom of Satan. And historically, after 70 years, and that 70-year period represents the Great Tribulation, the Medes and Persians conquered Babylon, and they were led by King Cyrus. And God says of Cyrus that he is his shepherd, his anointed one which is the word Messiah. Cyrus was a a great type and figure of Christ. And as he took Babylon, and he took it like a thief in the night, according to Daniel 5, he, he took it at the end of the 70 years, like Christ has taken the world by surprise at the end of the Great Tribulation, which ended on May 21, 2011. And so the judgment comes, and the Medes, have no regard for silver or gold. Notice that again. They have no regard for these things. As Zephaniah 1 uh, verse 18 said, neither their silver nor their gold will be able to deliver them in the day of Jehovah's wrath. Silver and gold, which represents true believers. Christ will have no regard for the presence of true believers. It will not prevent him from destroying the wicked, including the children. Uh, We can't escape uh, this language. Their bows also shall dash the young men to pieces, and they shall have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eye shall not spare children, just as God commanded uh, the ones destroying at his house in Ezekiel 9. Their eye should not spare. And it's the same cup of the wrath of God. He did not spare children that were found within the churches and congregations. And he is not sparing children that are found outside of the churches and the congregations in the world today. And again, these are very grievous things. And and yet we uh, cannot get away from the time we're living in. This is not like any normal period of time. This is the time of the end. 
It is the day of judgment, and it is a time when very grievous things are taking place. 